0: I never, it never even dawned on me that years ago there just wasn't near as much. What do you call it, information?
1: Man, in nineteen ninety eight, if I would have had YouTube, Jesus! But yeah. we, we didn't have it. We didn't have all that. We learned by trial and error. Now we're out here trying to teach guys where we screwed up so they don't screw up, and 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 help those. But but it's like it's it's like your grandpa says, right? The next generation is supposed to be better. Absolutely.
2: Have you been looking for a business podcast with hosts and guests who don't have a stick up their ass? Yeah, I said it. Damn! Well, if so, welcome to your new home, brother. Brother. This is is my fence fence life. life. Woo! Our three passions are beer, bourbon, and business. And probably in that order. We're bringing on business owners who share tips, tricks, and behind-the-scenes stories to help your business be more successful. And we drink during the show. So no matter what industry you're in, pop a cold one and come on in. Welcome to the My Fence Life Studio.
1: What's happening, Fence Lifers? episode 78 season four i can't believe it's 78 already it's crazy man tonight we're going to be talking about the value of writing down what you've done what you're doing and where you're going because if you don't write it down you don't know what you've done and you don't know where you need to go so we got a guy that's going to be on tonight that is a really good friend of mine and i'm going to give him an introduction that he probably doesn't think he's worthy of but We had a little chat, and uh, let me read it off, man. Tonight, we got Matt Warner. Uh, I like to call him the culture guy, but he goes by a lot of different things. Let me tell you a little bit about this guy. He was born in 1971, so he's a Gen X guy, so look out. This guy was adopted by a farming family and started working on a family farm at five years old. And at 18 years old, he convinced the bank to give him enough money to buy a semi. Wood Bank gives an 18-year-old enough money to buy an 18-wheeler, right? But he wanted to haul grain and dirt for his family farm, make a little money on the side, and save his family's money. So, so it was kind of a win-win for him, you know? Then uh, he quit the farming. He quit it. He quit this trucking business in 2001 because he was tired of praying for rain, and he didn't do a very good job of running this uh, trucking company. So he ended up going bankrupt. So here's a guy who's filed bankruptcy. I'm sure there's some of who's out there that can relate to that, right? <clears throat> and then he went on a job hopping extravaganza for five years, working five different jobs. And then finally, in 2005 does his first netting job. 2007 does his first fence job working for another fence company, so he hasn't been in the fencing business that long. Then, in August. Of uh, 2014, he leaves a job that he had. He was a vice president of a general contracting company from 2009 to 2014. And he helped that company grow from 80000 to $60 million. When he left, they were at $60 million worth of uh, business on the, on the books. And at the same time he was doing all that, this cat was building fences, installing netting, and he was inventing a software that most of us use, my salesman which uh, he eventually released in 2012. He wanted to make make sure I said this. He's a huge fan of JC, the big guy in the sky. Uh, He's a founder and partner of The Wave, which is a local youth and training complex. He also has USS, which is Unlimited Sports Solutions. They're selling sports and safety products to all their friends. He's a partner of Woodstock Properties Management. He co-owns with his wife, Melanie, who's really the boss, C.R.C. Holdings, a real estate arm that they uh, buy property through. He's the CEO, the COO of My Salesman, which really is owned by Rachel Cruze, if y'all didn't know that or not. <laughs> I like giving him a hard time. <clears throat> and he's the CVO of Empire Fence and Netting and the general manager of his own fab shop, Empire Supply Company. Aka uh, ESC, and let's not forget he's one of the biggest pains in my ass. But I still love this guy, so we're gonna bring him on real quick. What's up, Matt? Let's go! Woo! <laughs> How you doing, man? Dude,
0: that's quite the intro. Uh, I just want—I want—I want to talk a little bit. I'm in my home office. Um, and it's super exciting to be here with you, Dano. Uh, we've been talking about this for a while. I took a little bit of a sabbatical and kind of fell off the face of the earth, um, so I took a little break away from doing podcasts and, and talking on these shows. And then at Fence Tech, uh, we obviously you remember that. Do you remember Fence
1: Tech? I do, man. It was a lot. It's kind of a blur, but I remember yeah. it. So we
0: fired back up, did a few uh, interviews there, and now I'm uh, I'm back. Um, I got my I had to learn how to put my ma- o- oxygen mask on. I don't know if you heard me tell that story or not, but yeah, I, had, I heard <clears> throat> 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 had to kind of take a little break because obviously, as you can tell in the intro, <clears throat> I've got a lot of things going on.
1: Yeah, and uh, if it's anything like me, Pepper's always like, when you're coming home, uh, you're going to be home for dinner? Um. Oh, you're going out of town again? You know, so I get it, brother. Take a break. You know, right. she, she so, hates it that I have a home office.
0: So a little bit of what I had to do is I had to kind of get my life back in check the back. A little, little bit of balance. <clears throat> uh, I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, what is the balance? Uh, you know, I work really hard and then I I neglect my family. Um, I, oh, by the way, can my am I, am I good to just jump into something here?
1: I guess, man. I think we need to mention uh, Southwest Automated Studios. Oh, you okay. want to stop for gate automation, access control, video surveillance, hardware, and more. They got 19 locations, man. Visit awesome. southwestautomated.com. So, go ahead. I mean, if you want to start the show and just kind of take over. I, mean, <coughs>
0: no, no, I was just going to talk a little bit about my sabbatical just real quick. A little bit of trying to figure out the balance. I always tell people there is no damn balance, right? There's no um, there's no Good spot to be because you're always either sacrificing time or and and trying to figure out where to sit, spend your intentional time. Right, uh, yeah. 48,600 48, seconds per day. <clears throat> we all get the same, and it's really the only resource that we can't produce more of. Right.
1: Yeah, time. There's, there's never enough time. It seems like
0: so. You have to learn how to manage your time. Well, what I was doing, I was just I went way off the kilt and went way too far one way. So I had to get back in line with JC, by the way, next week's Holy Week for uh, for those uh, JC fans out there. That's a it's a big week uh, to mark in our in our um, faith. But I also want to say that. If you don't get yourself in check and in balance, you're you're going to fall off that balance beam. And that's what happened to me. I, I just kind of went off the deep end. I had a few accidents happen in our work. I had a guy get hurt really bad, ended up in the hospital with a couple surgeries. Had a guy almost get uh, smashed by some poles. Just everything was kind of my whole world was crashing in and I couldn't keep up with everything. So I had to literally just push everything away. And and I highly recommend uh, business owners out there to learn how to recognize when you have to put your oxygen mask on. And I say that in the sense of, you know, when you're on an airplane, they tell you that if we have cabin pressure drop and the oxygen mask drop, put yours on first and then help somebody else or a small child. So you, you have to take care of yourself. Otherwise you're no good to anybody, right?
1: No, you're right, man. I had someone tell me, you know, if you're in the street, been shot, stabbed, and beat to a pulp and you can barely walk, how are you going to run inside and save your family from that guy that just beat you up and said, Hey, I'm going in there to do the same thing to your family? You know, it's like right. you got to be healthy so you can take care of your family and take care of those things. And, and, uh, yeah, man. So it makes total, total sense.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> you know, right, I, I've been on the road doing a lot of traveling the last 10 years, building a business, and it uh it came to a head. So I kind of took a big old reset check. Highly, highly recommend business owners figure out a way to take a recess, uh a recheck. Get 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 yourself square again. And um it's tough to do, especially when you're starting out, right? When you're <clears throat> I always say when you're the candle maker, you're making the candle, you're you're installing the wick, you're selling the candle, you're you're everything. Well, it's tough to take a break. So you have to surround yourself with key people and, and get them on the right seats on the bus. And that is uh I'm gonna tell you, the more the more I'm in business, the more I've learned every once in a while. You gotta ask somebody to hop in your seat and say, Hey, you need to take my seat for a little bit and um and move on. So yeah. i'm happy to be here dano i'm super excited uh you know you and i have a special relationship in the fact that if i think that uh i hear or do something dumb you're going to call me and if you hear or see me do something dumb you're gonna uh i'm gonna call you you're gonna call me we're gonna we're gonna be honest with each other because uh
1: that's
0: that's what that's what real friends are supposed to do they're not supposed to sugarcoat it
1: yeah i mean we had that phone call and uh i had a couple people go man i can't believe you titled the show that and i'm like well matt kind of handed me my ass you know but that's what we do and um i also told him that i was being very respectful and uh we were kind of in teacher student mode so i was being a good boy i didn't fire back (laughs) (laughs) the respect thing man you know i talked to josh Glover about the same thing and i got a little loud with him and um and then after that show dropped somebody's like oh all right i see what you're talking about but you know it's a respect thing i really 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 respect you you know
0: yeah well i appreciate that and you know you and canon i met you guys um at the um staying in seal thing there and that was a great um a great intro didn't know who you were at all matter of fact i didn't even know who sean king was uh when i went there i didn't know anybody except for caleb really Uh, and uh, that was good. Caleb puts on a heck of a training there, and it was fun. I will tell you that's that's the thing I see right now that makes it easier. Earlier today, you and I were talking about what time this starts and stuff, and I and you were asking me about my uh, bio. And I, I, I never it never even dawned on me that years ago there just wasn't near as much what do you call it, information for um, yeah. people out there teaching, and and, and like right now I feel like. There's a lot of really good information out there on YouTube or or different channels
1: that I really think
0: is helpful. Man, in
1: 1998, if I would have had um, if I, I would have had YouTube, Jesus, you know. Yeah. But yeah. We, we didn't have it. We didn't have all that. We learned by trial and error. You know, now we're out here trying to teach guys where we screwed up so they don't screw up and 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 help those but but it's like it's it's like your grandpa says right the next generation is supposed to be better absolutely you know Uh, where i heard that at? in that phone call where you handed me my (laughs) ass
0: well i I will tell you that 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 should be our goal right we should never be envious of what our kids do we should we should cheer them on and we really shouldn't live through our, our children's experiences that we should cheer them on to have their own. You know, for years, my, my friends knew that I was a wrestler. And my son loved to play basketball. So um, everybody, just all my buddies from high school, just assumed my son would be a wrestler. Well, he never wrestled a day in his life. One, he, I don't know if he was tough enough. If he's listening right now, he's rolling his eyes going, "Wow, oh, I've never heard that before. But, but I really think that when you raise your children up, you should be raising them to be independent and on their own and and to do their own thinking and have their own, um, their own way. Now, when they ask you your opinion, uh, especially when it comes to uh, faith and those things, I think it's important that you share with them your points of view on that. Um, But even, even when it comes to business, I like Ben to form his own opinion on business and someday. Uh, when Ben or when Scott and Jamie are done running the company, Ben and his friends are going to run the company. So I want him to learn, learn what he's doing and do a better job than what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. I'm just going to say I smiled a little bit when you said you were a wrestler. I pictured you in like some stretchy pants and a uh, mask or something and uh, jumping off the man. Third-
0: I got to say, I got to say, I did. I did something when I turned 40.
1: <laughs> what?
0: Not real proud of this, but uh-uh. a buddy of mine, buddy of mine found my wrestling singlet <laughs> and brought it out. I had put few, it I had a few drinks. I had a few beers, a few Bush lattes. I do love a little Bush latte tonight. I've got a. Um, uh,
1: this well, is we'll get that in a second. Finish the story, and then we totally skipped over the rules of the show. Uh, you know all that good stuff. <laughs> we dove right in. So So we'll we'll ask you what you're drinking in a minute. All right. So (laughs) he brought the singlet out
0: and I had I had a few uh, bush lattes in me and uh, I was wearing jeans and cowboy boots uh, like I always almost always wear. It's my favorite outfit is a button up shirt, long sleeve shirt, jeans, cowboy boots. Man, I can I can win any job negotiated job with that outfit on. So I just went, I just kicked off my pants, kicked off my boots. I put that wrestling, took my shirt off, put that wrestling singlet on, and I just started walking around. Well, Melanie comes out to the garage, and she figures out that I'm in my wrestling singlet. So I started, like, dancing around like I was going to wrestle with her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I fireman's carried. I put her up on my shoulder. Well, I'd, I don't know if you remember or not, but I said I'd had a few drinks in me. And right. so I kind of and it dropped her on oh. the
2: concrete.
0: <laughs> and I'm going to tell you what. She wanted to kill me.
1: Kill. party was over, huh? Everybody oh. go home.
0: Oh my gosh, it was everybody just gasped for air. No, nobody went home. She was a trooper. She smiled and laughed it off. But whoo, boy, was she mad?
1: <laughs> well, look, guys, we're gonna uh, we're gonna top this off with you know we got three rules to the show, and you know what those three rules are, right? Beer
2: check, bourbon. Check business, Jack, covering all the bases. This, this is, is my, my fence life. life.
1: So, man, what are you drinking tonight? I've got bourbon, like always. Okay? And this is one of my favorites. Russell, 10-year. I'm a 10 to 12-year bourbon guy. Russell's Reserve. So, you got?
0: I have um, 10 cup. But what I've been doing is make it. I call it uh, my red bourbon. I take um, a black cherry juice. I put about a half a teaspoon of black cherry juice in there Mm -hmm. with a half half of a teaspoon of uh, fresh maple syrup. Two two shots of tin cup. And I got to tell you, this is this right here. mm, It's like an angel going potty on my tongue. Oh, man. <laughs> I told you I'm a big JC fan.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we, I, you know, it's funny you talk about uh, an angel pottying on your tongue. Uh, I did a phone call with uh, Brian Fred Aluminum, and he was talking about having a uh, a swimming pool full of beer at the Las Vegas show that he's having. Really? I, was, I said, well, I can tell you right now. Uh, Shane Catton, he is going to do a cannonball into a pool of Pilsner. And he's going to be on his back floating around, spitting up beer in front of everybody. I don't know if you should do that. And guess what? Shane called me later that night or texted me. And uh, we were talking and I told him about it. And he was like, dude, I'm definitely doing the cannonball. So hopefully he doesn't do that, man. Can you imagine a beer, a pool full of beer? Uh, I don't know. I would think that would hurt, but, but maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Who knows? I will
0: tell you, I'm a, I,
1: What the hell is that, Matt? You doing laundry? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Ramona. That's my
0: that's my maid, Ramona. <laughs> the Roomba.
1: Oh my god, your Roomba's running around.
0: Jeez. Yeah, I, apparently it's in this room. It must have got uh held up here today. You know, it never does it make that noise. Hey, but um. So, okay, we covered the, those uh, subjects and I covered a little bit of JC with Holy Week. So we got all of our, all of the uh, the necessary, what's the other rules to this show? Is there more rules? It, no, I that's, learn
1: it, that's it, man. Um, we usually read a review. I'm going to read a quick review and we can get rolling. This is from Ryan N, uh, Elite Sense of Gettysburg, PA. What's up, Dano? I wanted to take a minute and thank you for the box of good stuff I received today. The Finch Track license plate is going to look badass on the front of my rig. Love what you do week in and week out. I'm sure it's time-consuming, and the dedication you put into giving back to the industry is much appreciated by me and many others, I'm sure. Again, thanks, man. That was a pretty damn good review, Ryan. Wow. Shoot. Yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. So, um, man, we're supposed to be talking about writing down what you've done, what you're okay. doing, where you awesome so, talk to
0: me. so a, a little bit of, a little bit of something that I've learned over the last uh, probably five years is once you get the people on the right bus you got to make sure they understand what they're doing and where they're going and what their goals are and and how they're doing so what I'll do is especially if if we're really busy is I'll have different people send me a Friday report uh, just hey, what how many jobs did we bid this week what we land uh what's going on so so the estimating department might send me a quick friday report who what when where and how uh just just so mostly i understand because if they're writing it they're now they're seeing that they're putting it on and they actually know what they did so i highly encourage everybody out there especially when you're working with whoever's doing your books is a friday report and and this is something that has It's been super powerful for us at Empire, and uh, I get it every Friday. I try not to get it uh, before 2 o'clock, and I try to get it before 5 o'clock. There's kind of a reason I like it between 2 and 5 on Fridays, but I get a Friday report. It has the account balances. It has how the companies are doing. It has an AR, an AP, and a balance sheet. And I just give that a quick scan. But I also have Sarah. Sarah's our uh, CFO. She, By the way, she hates it when I call her the CFO because she literally started when it was just three of us in a kitchen. Uh, so she's been with me through this whole growth uh, of everything. But what she does then is she'll tell me we have this much money coming in. I contacted this person and this person. They're a little bit late on their payments. They said they're going to get it out next week. Uh, payroll's coming up next week. That's going to be blah, blah, blah. Um, we look good. Our, our collectibles look good. Uh, we only have two items in the 90 days. and older. So she literally gives me a, a quick report of how her week went. And I let her structure that however she wants. I tell her, give me as much information that you think I need to be successful next week. So okay. when you write that down, when they write that down, well, even with uh, even Rachel, I, I have Rachel do it now. Whenever I feel like that her team is really, really busy. I'll have her send me a Friday report. One, it saves time for us having to sit down and have a meeting. I I, I just don't like meetings. Um, but two, now I can read that report on my own time and I don't have to bother her, but she's seeing what she did. And then when she writes the next week's report, she can see how how much she got done and accomplished. It really is a, a, a great way to do things. I, I also highly encourage everybody to go in on Saturday mornings and just do a review of what your what your bookkeeper or accountant or CFO sent you and then do some math to add up your account balances and make sure everything's adding up. You it's amazing to me how many people don't know how to really look at their balance sheet and they try to get caught in the weeds but a balance sheet's pretty doggone simple. How much money's coming in? How much money's going out? On your weekly stuff, you don't need to worry about the assets and depreciation levels on that. You need to make make sure you know where your cash flow is at all times. How much money do you have on hand? What bills are you going to pay? It, are you kidding me? <laughs> Ramo- Ramona needs to zip it. Sorry about that, Dan. I am so embarrassed. I, all right, I, man. I, I've got to have the maid come during normal hours, I guess.
1: <laughs> but well, you know, hey, when you talk, I, I don't. I got to say this, man. I named my Roomba, my, my ex-wife's name. So now I'm like, Hey, get me shell out and have her clean the house. And <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I got my ex mm-hmm. <laughs> so wife cleaning the house for me. Yeah, it's great. And people crack up. And then I've also, um, I took a, a picture of her and I cut her eyes out like this and her eyebrows and I taped it around the front of the Roomba, so I got her going around the house cleaning. And they're like, "What the hell is that?" I'm like, "Oh, that's my wife."
0: Oh my goodness, that's funny. We we just went with Ramona. We're we're not fancy like that. And I don't have an ex-wife. Um, thank goodness. Oh, you should uh, have one too. No, that's all right. <laughs> uh, hey, so anyhow, what 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 I'm trying to say is have your people send you a Friday report or do a Friday report yourself to yourself. Write down where you're going and what your goals are for the following week, for the next week. So you're thinking about it ahead of time. Don't start working on Monday on Monday. Start working on Monday, the week before. And really, you should be always looking two to three weeks out for cash flow. Cash flow is such a, a critical thing. And I'm going to tell you, you know, we, we've really grown in Cash flow is even tough for me right now. I, I can't seem to keep keep a hold of it.
1: We had a conversation about that. Um, actually, the morning before we did that call last Saturday, right? Yeah, that's
0: exactly right. You uh, cash, cash flows is king. and I, And I'll tell you, it's it's not as difficult as everybody wants to make it. But you have to know where you're at. You have to have that relationship with the banker. And Daniel. I've told you this for years. You've got to be best friends with your banker. You've got to know you, you, you can't ask for money today. You need to ask. You need to let your banker know, hey, listen, in August, my cash flow is going to be really tight. What can we do? And you start working on it now for in August and you can predict those things. Those things are all predictable, not not down to the penny. But you can you can predict them, but you got to work at it.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I know. um, I know Sean's got a really awesome spreadsheet that he uses to predict budget and um, cash flow. Um, What was it? Chris Steele. He went into the bank with this spreadsheet that I think he had to tape tape it together and he brought it in and rolled it out on the the desk of his banker. And the bank was like, I've never seen anything like this in my life. And that's the reason why he was able to get the line of credit that he needed for whatever how about that?
0: How about that? Chris Steele, man. What a good human.
2: Yeah. He's a good guy, man.
0: He did he that sort of whole, big... that whole adoption thing, man. I, I got to tell you, I melted. That was,
2: yeah.
1: That was did you stuff. see when, um, how he did it? How mm-hmm. he just had, he had just had married. Um, oh, I can't think yeah. of her name. Yep. Anyway, he had just married his wife and then he called up, her son and said, Hey, what would you, how would you like to become a steel? Have your last name is steel. Also like your mama. And he was like, I would like that. You know? Yeah. And he pulled out the adoption papers and surprised him that he had been adopted. And uh, yeah, man. um, That was a little what touching. A great
0: story. Yeah. yeah. I gotta tell you, that's, that's part of what I love about the the fence world too, is we're a small enough industry where you, you get to know people pretty, pretty doggone well.
1: Yeah yeah it's amazing how how personal and how intimate you know some people in this industry
0: right yeah it really it, is it is yeah i've i've got a lot of guys that i talk to on a regular basis they they'll give me a call well can is one of them can and i chat, chat once in a while
1: um yeah you're helping him uh, with uh, your uh, unlimited sports solution stuff right
0: yeah so, well that, anyway. that that division is really growing well for us. Uh, it's a, it's an, you know it's really good margins. Um, it, it's a no brainer. It's work that us fence guys can do. You know we just la- landed a job with uh, a padding job for a fence company for the Dallas Cowboys um, in California at their training center. Um, uh, friends of mine sorry. out uh, in California. It's um, Steve Bennett with Fence Factory. I think I think you uh, met him uh, at yeah. the show. He he um, he. I believe I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm pretty sure we, we've got the job uh, out there in um, California with, at their practice facility. But that's that's stuff a fence guy can do, right? It's all it is is leveling up and hanging pads on a wall. It, it, it's easy money.
1: Yeah, yeah. I need to figure that out. I saw some tricks on how to measure how tall the net is and stuff. I think. Uh,
0: yeah. So get this. Cannon calls me up and he says, "Hey, I got this net." got to replace it. And he, he FaceTimes me and I look at it and he's like, how am I? I, I wish I could talk. Like him. How, I can How the heck? I won't get up there. Whatever he says with his accent. And right. uh, so I told him, I said, well, take a ball and put it, tie a string to it. Throw it up over the net and pull it tight. And by golly, next thing I know, I saw it on a TikTok and I was like, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. I was like, what the hell is he doing? And I'm like, All right. This has got to be a Matt Warner trick. Is that how you measure your nets? Uh,
0: whenever you're on a job that you're trying to put together, especially budgets and stuff, and you're trying to give people ballparks, uh, mm-hmm. because most systems are either uh, 25, 30, 35, or 40 foot tall. Every once in a while, you'll run into one 50 foot tall. But so if you get close on that, and that one measured 27 foot, well, there's a three foot uh, stem wall. So yeah, it's 30 foot net. Netting really is a good business, it, it, it's a good business model. and. I encourage people all the time to diversify a little bit, try to go do some other things other than fencing, because one, um, you know, fencing, fencing gets, uh, it can get saturated in, in certain areas and markets, especially when you have um, uh, some bigger fence companies and guys spin off of those, you know? And so, so there might be 10 or 15 guys bidding on one job, a, a commercial job where with the padding netting dugouts and all that, you might only have two or three people. Um, mm. So we're, I really encourage people to, to look into those alternative works. And if anybody ever wants to know more about it, just, just let us know or let Dan know, or let me know, or uh, whatever, shoot us a message and, and we'd be happy to help you on anything sports related. We do shade structures. We do padding uh, dugouts, backstops, uh, unlimited sports solutions is an arm that we, built to diversify to help our friends in the industry because there's plenty of work out there we we don't we don't want to do it all
1: yeah so um you're at a ballpark trying to give them a ballpark price on a fence right were you you on the fence about that Uh. (laughs) (laughs) no that's great stuff man so matt um when you when it comes to writing things down okay and seeing what you're doing and where you're going and where you want to go right right um, I mean look I called um, I called NAFCA, I called the AFA and I called the FWA. I said hey I want I want to talk to you about which where you've been uh, what you've been doing what you got going on what your plans are and what are you what are your dreams and goals I want to do I want to do a conversation about that so um, Matter of fact, Michael Reed, he uh, hit me up last night late, got in late, so I'm hoping to record a show with him about that. And, you know, these are successful associations that are doing things because they're writing them down. They they have goals. I mean, that's something for us. Why are we doing staining now? I mean, we we saw um, it was 20, $24,949 job today. And it was because we stained. Wow, yeah, yeah. the lady said, you're the only company that can give me what I want and do the staining, lump it all together and finance it." Wow I'm like, okay. good job. so we sold that job today and that, and stain was one of the reasons and the reason why we're doing stain is because Dylan said, man, um mid late late 2021, I want to do stain." I was like, all right, let's start prepping for it. And we talked about it and we prepped for it. And we talked about what we're gonna do and how we're gonna do things. And he was researching it, kept it on the forefront of his mind. And guess what? Today it didn't show up today. It was supposed to, but my first load of stains hit coming, and we cleared out room for it. We're gonna have like 50-something five-gallon buckets in here. And I think I probably got half of that sold already. That's awesome. And that's I got one bucket sold to somebody else. Everything else is for our staining jobs. Right. You know, so um, that wouldn't have happened if we wouldn't have uh, went ahead and kept that on the forefront of our minds and and made a game plan and tried to figure out what we were going to do to make that a reality in the fence gang. It's a big deal, man. <clears throat> right. So uh, I, I wholeheartedly believe in writing things down. I do so too, need-
0: and, and it's important too that you write down your goals. So somebody asked me uh, a while back. They said, um, "They said, how did you grow your business?" And I, I really told him. I said, "Man, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a dreamer, and I I have lots of ideas. So I dream." But if you dream and you don't set a goal, then it's just a dream. But if you dream and you set a goal, it's reality. Now, did you hear that?
1: Yeah. If you set a dream, it's a reality.
0: If no, if you it's- if you dream with a goal, mm-hmm. it can become a reality. And that's that's all I've done. So I dreamed about a software that people could use to pre-qualify their customers and do it. And I want to tell you that the first software company we hired. I gave them $10,000. They gave me nothing. They wanted to change the name to square budget to all these different things. And I fired them. I lost 10 grand. Didn't even have a backup plan. Fired them. We had to, we had to part ways. Really? I kept it on the back of my mind though. I'm like, I got this idea. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. I ran into it uh, about six months later, ran into another company. Asked them, hey, what's going on with those maps there that you're coding there? And they're like, oh, well, we're a mapping software. It's like, holy crap, really? I got this idea. So I drew it on the wall. They loved it. I pitched an idea. I partnered with them. They, uh, I've actually since then bought them out, but I partnered with them at the time because they didn't have the money to pay them. And I dreamed of having this software. And then I went door to door selling it and worked my tail off doing it. And now we're... All over the nation.
1: Yeah, I remember I couldn't find the software. I saw a very, y'all boosted a post or did an ad on Instagram. I caught a glimpse of it. I'm like, man, I could use that. And um, I couldn't find it again. Because one of your keywords wasn't tire kickers. Because that's what y'all say, get rid of tire kickers. Now, this was back in 2020. 2019. Something like that, 2019, 2019 and uh i couldn't find it and i've told the story before the whole reason why i'm where i'm at today is because i saw an ad for my salesman and i started searching for it ended up on facebook searching for it ended dan, up getting getting hooked up with rachel and here we are
0: dan we were hiding from you
1: you probably were <laughs> <laughs> This son of a bitch here. <laughs> <really getting> into. <laughs> I love it. I love it.
2: Hey,
0: yeah. uh, hey, another thing too is, um, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about forecasting and how they do their forecasting and when to grow and when to hire and when not to hire. And, you know, there's a lot of tricks out there that you can do for forecasting, tons of them. Uh, and, uh, I, I really think that the people that are in their books, they're looking at their backlog, they're tracking their jobs, their cost job or job costing and understand RPP. Those are the people that tend to do a better job of forecasting both when to hire, when not to hire, when to thin, thin the herd, when to, when to add to the herd, when to, when to go on hiring sprees, when to, when to get more jobs, when to buy a truck, all those things coincide with that RPP.
1: You're going to tell people what RPP are because that RPP is because didn't you make that up?
0: Well, I didn't. Re- I don't know. I've never heard of anybody call it, but it's revenue per person. Yeah. And it's it's a big thing. And, and, you know, I saw a YouTube video probably about seven, eight years ago about this. And I started kind of running the numbers. And that's when the headlight came on. And I I saw the light and I was like holy cow I need to be above this number at all times per person in order to even remotely have the cash flow that I need does that make sense
1: yeah yeah it makes sense so makes a lot of sense
0: forecasting and don't get me wrong, I don't want to go down that money trail because that's a whole nother show well matter of fact why don't we we should Whenever you want me back on, because I know when you get mad at me, you just ignore me for a while.
1: Whenever I yell at you, what do you want to do a show on? I'll make a note right now in the, in the notes so I remember. Well,
0: let's let's do one on understanding cash flow projections and when to grow and and when to hold. There, it, it's yeah. it's important that as a business owner that you understand that.
2: Need gate operators? Need access control? Need video surveillance equipment? Southwest Automated Security is your one-stop shop. They're dedicated to being the nation's leader in service, customer relationships, and education. Click the link in the show notes to find an SAS near you.
1: So, you know, I want to switch gears a little bit because you are the, you may be the mastermind behind my salesman, but you're definitely not the owner. The owner's probably sitting home right now looking at pictures of her grandbaby. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you know, so um when I used my set when I first started using my salesman, it was a little hard to dial things in. Sure. But the more I used it, the better I got it. Right. And well, and I started learning how to utilize what i had so if you start you know there's more than one mapping system than google earth or even whatever um what what does what does beehive use did he use google earth
0: you can use you can use a couple different platforms so what we do is we are constantly scanning behind the scenes which platform has the most uh, updated maps and we will switch between uh, Google Earth and Bing and, and Microsoft Edge's map, maps. So we'll, we'll switch between them. But we, we do that internally. And we don't it, – it costs when we go back and forth. So we have to make sure we're managing that appropriately and we're constantly. Mm-hmm. But right now, Google is by far way ahead uh, of everybody. Um, but, but it's like anything. Let me give you a quick run. And I really didn't want, I didn't want to go down this thing, but since Dan, you. Well, we don't have to. No, well, I, I, I just don't want people to think I'm just here to to sell my salesman. I
1: No, no. I brought it up because you're a my salesman guy. And I know there's people out there that have questions about it. So I'm like, oh, well, let me go ahead and ask.
0: So here's the key. First of all, you can make that range on there as big or as small as you want. So on the back end, and if it, by the way, let me just start by saying, if you have any questions on where or how to use anything, we are always available. Casey, Kelsey, and Rachel will always answer that phone. They they are very, We I would like to think we have some of the best customer service in any industry out there. We, the, the, they are awesome. But you can make that that range as big or small as you want. I always... I always tell people, set that range where your pricing is towards the bottom of that range. That way your customer is is at least seeing the bottom number and the big number. So when you come in somewhere in between there because of roots or things that you can't see. So I always say, I understand you can't give a haircut over the phone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's true. So you have to go. A lot of people need to go look at those jobs. Now there is some people uh, that have figured out how to not go look at the jobs. And I think that's awesome if that works for them, but, but it, it doesn't, you can make that range as small as you want and the goal or small or as large as you want. I, I move that range according to my backlog. When, if we have a big backlog, I move that range a little bit higher because I might not want anything but the bigger jobs. Uh, I might want to cherry pick and I'm a cherry picking machine. I, I'm sorry. I I just, we are busy. We only run so many crews on residential and I actually only do so much work in residential because I don't want to, I don't want it to get out of control. I do not believe in being more than six weeks out. I like to be about three to four weeks out, but sometimes Mm -hmm. you'll get a run on jobs and now you're six to eight weeks out. And that's just too much for me. It's too stressful for my team. It's very important that when you set up your ranges and the distance from your shop the it'll mm-hmm. do an automatic discount. It'll do an automatic um, uh, short charge. It'll do an automatic, it automates all these things. So we're not going to be perfect, but we're going to get it as close as we can. And if you set those tools in the back end, it won't leave it wide open.
1: And look, feel free to reach out to me about that. And I, I didn't mean to get off on that, but you know, you got the my salesman shared on. And um, I, I do. Uh,
0: so today, Dan, uh, I, I have something that's going to change the fence industry's life, and and I am working on it. It's I really wanted to make the announcement tonight. It's not going to happen because I'm still working on negotiating our partnership. Mm. But there's no, another automated system out there that Dan, you're going to love, and I, I I'm telling you, I'm 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 going to spin it out to the my salesman customers, and and I've got them willing to give us all the options for one monthly fee that they offer no matter how big or small you are it's going to be one fee Uh, i've got them locked into that and we're going to partner with my salesman and so today i had this meeting uh with another SaaS company uh so i i came if you want i can take it off and just sit here without a shirt on
1: um how about you go ahead and get your uh your wrestling singlet out. You you want me to? I could go get my headgear and
0: my singlet. If your fans want to see that, I, I mean, it, it'll it probably hurt their eyes, but I'd be happy to do it.
1: No, nah, it's okay. Woo! <laughs> 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 no, man, if y'all have questions about it, feel free to hit me up too, because um, I know Rachel's busy. Yeah. I can give you a quick rundown. I'll do a Zoom with you and, and show you what I got going on. And it's, it's really... And, and I'm not worried about showing you that because everybody's price is different, everybody's overhead is different, yep. everybody's margins, you know, you know. So, but we we've got it dialed in pretty damn good. I did one um today, and it was 200 bucks off.
0: Yeah,
1: my salesman. But, we had so many damn my salesmen, Matt, because the week before Fence Tech, I went to um uh. The expert stain and seal shell. Then I came back and I was trying to catch up from that. And then I took off the fence tech. Well, I got rid of my assistant. So I didn't have somebody really going through weeding things out. And I had 479 my salesmen in like three weeks. I believe it. I believe that that's the problem. Yeah. So now I had to go through and get rid of all the duplicates that knocked out about a hundred of them. Because yep. people go do duplicates. Now we're down to 379.
0: Which can can I talk about that? It's yeah. good that people are doing duplicates because then they're going back to your website with their spouse or their friends and talking mm. about it. So when you see duplicates, to me, one thing that we talked about doing was whenever you get a duplicate, we want we talked about grabbing those copied names and moving them to the top because those are your best customers because they're they're actually shopping and doing what you want them to do they're figuring out what they want before you
1: get there so I'm not going to tell you how but we were able we were able to dwindle that in 80 answering service um emails from my answering service we were able to dwindle it down in like three days to where the board is cleared and everybody's been contacted how do you do that? Magic. You want to know how? Besides magic? Put it on. a. Uh,
0: you can export it into an Excel spreadsheet, and then you can uh, match it and, and remove the duplicates.
1: Well, no, no, no. I merge them in Job Nimbus. I merge them together. Oh, yes. Them. Yes. So you merge them. So then all the information's is together. Some of them have no information in them because they don't know what they're doing. Then they go back in and figure it out. You merge them together. But I have a trick. And if you want to hear what that trick is, not this Saturday, but next Saturday, I think it's like April 8th or something like that. Yes, I'm going to be on Joe Evers' show. And we're going to be talking about how my automations help run my business and how I can go through 400 plus my salesmen and emails from my answering service and knock them out in three days and contact every single customer.
0: Right. I'm going to be on Joe's show Saturday, and um, I'm hoping I have this deal done because you should listen. Uh, You're going to love it. You're going to be like, holy cow, this is going to change my world.
1: I'm not listening to Joe's show anymore. He called me up and gave me a hard time about my new intro. And he's like, hey, man, what's up with this new intro?
0: Oh, is it not good?
1: Well, it's because I said, are you tired of, well, I didn't say it. The guy did it. Are you tired of listening to podcast hosts who have a stick up their ass? (laughs) (laughs) So Joe called me up and I'm like, well, Joe, maybe you need to get that stick out of your ass there, buddy. (laughs) You know what? I love Joe. I love Joe too, man. So um, I told him, uh, I told him how we came up with it and how um, I sent him to all my uh, other people in the industry's podcast, and I don't want to sound anything like them. And I said, Joe, he honestly said, hey, you don't want to sound like that guy playing Kumbaya before your show. <laughs> and well, wait,
0: a wait a minute. We've talked about Jesus on this show. Yeah. we're the only, I think that's the only show out there that's talked about Jesus. So little JC. Who? Joe right, Evers? You? No, this show right here today we did. We talked about Holy Week.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so
0: any other shows talking about J.C.?
1: I don't know, man. Not that I know of. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) you're always trying to give me a hard time. Uh, Anyway, um, (laughs) Joe's a good guy. So if you want to hear how we did that, man, and how, how I was able to contact all those people and then weed out all the people that weren't interested and get down to the nitty gritty and get the needles out of the haystack and start signing on jobs. I'll tell you how I did that next Saturday on Joe Evers' Ask the Expert. Good for you. A little cliffhanger there. I love it. What else? So, man, nothing, man. Um I'm I'm just I'm excited to have you on as my co host for the first time. You're like the co host guy now.
0: Yeah, I, I was hoping that sometime you'd have me on so I could help interview somebody else with you.
1: We're going to do that. We're going to do that. I'm working on it right now. Yeah. All right. I love it. If you got somebody you want to bring on, let me know. We we'll do them on.
0: I, I do. I think uh, I think I've got a, a great uh, a great, about three or four people actually for you. Um. Yeah, I think I pitched a couple names to you. You you,
1: mm-hmm. you know who they are. So next week, I think next week, I'm trying to get um D D Technologies on here. They just joined forces with a company called Code Locks. Did you see that? I saw that. Yeah, it's awesome. Where you're gonna be able to actually have a um a coded hand, like a door handle with a with a combination on a wooden gate. I love it. That's really- yeah, it's pretty awesome. So I was thinking about having those guys on next week, but if not, um Caleb wants to come on and we're gonna be talking about PL on every job and finding out your margins and how you can make more money. Of course, it's gonna be around staining, but it's gonna be business.
0: I, I will tell you, I I think there's um I think in in business, a lot of people try spending a lot of time breaking down every job, and I just don't know the ROI on that time. Uh, I think, I think, I think, in order to get the best bang for the buck, you've got you've got to pick random ones, not your favorites, random ones, and you got to go through mm-hmm. and and then you've got to pull the one offs uh, and and you've got to pull them out, the outliers, and uh, so on and so forth. Um, so.
1: Well we 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 mark so this is how we figure out how many days we're gonna be on a job. So every job we figure out how long we were on it. And we do that by region and by subdivision, because some subdivisions are just uh nothing but cow pastures. Okay. And then some subdivisions are nothing but oak trees. So if somebody calls me and wants a bid in a certain subdivision, I just pull up my spreadsheet and I scroll down. I'm like, okay, we're doing X amount of, on a tear out. We're doing X amount of feet per man per hour. And I can figure out how long it's going to take me. Now, all those numbers have been changing since we're now using Will beavers and my guys are moving faster. Um, and then then it depends on who's the crew leader because some crew leaders push harder than others. So we're considering um, doing a, uh, a job bonus every week. If you get all your jobs done that were for the week and you start on something else, then we're thinking about doing some type of bonus. You know, we're just trying I, to figure I've never, out.
0: I've never been a fan of job bonus because you spend way too much time trying to figure out the bonus every single time. And it just, it's always ends up pissing people off. So I don't, I don't do any of that. I don't do any commissions. We're 100% no commission based, no, no job spot bonus. Um, Every once in a while, if there's a really, really hectic job and the guys are performing really well, I will reward them with bonuses, but it's not off of, off of necessarily their performance more off of me recognizing that they're going through a lot. I've tried the job bonuses and Jamie came up with a great job bonus system and he, presented it to me and we tried to implement it and it never did work very well. And it it just became almost more of a, Hey, you owe me this. But when the job goes South, there is no balance of, Mm. of what fixes it. I, I, I can't stand job bonuses, but, but I'm not saying that you shouldn't try to do it. You should definitely stub
1: your toe on it. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm going down the the wrong road, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, no, 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 really try it. It hurts when you piss all your guys off and they're mad because they thought oh, no. they had $800 coming and they really only had $320. It sucks. I hate it.
1: Well, um, I think like someone, <laughs> I know guys, every generation is supposed to learn from the other one. I think I'm going to learn that mistake from you. I think I'm going to let, uh, Ron, the consultant go, Hey, we're not doing job bonuses. Okay, buddy.
0: Yeah, from the outside in, uh, job bonuses sound great, and man, Jamie was so excited about it. But uh, just just an incentive once in a while, because you see they're performing, is great. Um, I really think that's good, and we do we do a Christmas check. Um, I what I do is I take however many hours or however many dollars an hour you make times forty hours, and I do that's your Christmas check, and. Um, and I tell the guys, this is not an every year thing. Now, fortunately, we've only had to cut that back one year. Um, in 2018, we, we couldn't do Christmas checks. So, um, or 40 hours, we, we could only do 15 hours. Uh, we just didn't have any money. Um, so we did 15 hour times, whatever they made. But ever since then, all the rest of the time, we've done 40 hours times, whatever we made. And that's, our, and that's just something we do. And I always tell the guys too, I said, listen, all year long, I encourage you, to always be smart with your money. But this check, this check is an extra check is a gift. It's a, it's a gift and it's a mm. gift for your family. So spend it on your family, go buy your wife, your kids, whatever you want with this check, because it's an extra check.
1: Does that yeah. make sense? No, no, I'm I'm down. I, I, I agree with it. We do the same thing, you know, um, We uh we cut checks for the guys. We do um we keep track of what jobs get five star reviews, and at the end of in March of every year, we give them a check for however many reviews that they got throughout the year. So for twenty twenty two, we wrote checks in March for all that. So you know if you get five star review, I mean. That's not me saying you did a good job. That's me saying you did a good job and the homeowner saying you did a good job and the homeowner telling the neighbors and their friends and their family, you did a good job. Right. You know? So, I mean, it's not much, but we do $10 a five-star review. I had guys get four almost $400 checks.
0: Yeah. No, I think, I think it's great. Incentives are good. I, you know? I just don't get too wrapped up in the whole, the whole, bonus because you did this. We do bonuses every year, by the way. They, they, um, we do reviews in April and May. It takes about 60 days to get through all of our people. And, um, we, and we break them all up and then, and we sit down the three legged stool, Scott, Jamie, and I, by the way, I encourage everybody to surround yourself with good friends that will hold you accountable and tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear and, and treat them very, very well in your company. But we kind of decide what we're going to do, and then and then um, and then we go through and and uh, meet with everybody, and then we in uh, July we give out bonus checks, and hopefully they can use that towards a summer vacation um, and whatever. But the problem is, is that when you get big and you start having a lot of people, and you give everybody a large bonus, now you, you've got to come up with a lot of cash flow.
1: Right. No, you're right. You're right, and you're looking, going, "Oh crap! (laughs) This is what I did last year. Now I got to do it this year, at least the same." You know,
0: right? Well, if you set the expectations, you can lower it. it, but boy, you you gotta. That's why it's so important to do Monday morning meetings. Now, I just I let my team know, hey, when we're struggling, I tell them, hey. Tighten up the hatches, fellows. Uh, don't order any more uh, than we need. And, and I'm very I'm very clear with my team on my Monday morning meetings um, where we're at and in, um, in some of our goals and, and financially how we're doing and how the thermometer of the temperature of the company is.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah, we I talk to my guys about that, too, in Monday morning meetings. Um, I'll say, hey, guys, look, man, things things are tight right now. We need to get these jobs done. Uh, I need some help with cash flow. Who wants to work Saturday? If we can get this and this and this job finished by working Saturday so we can start something else Monday, it's going to help us with cash flow, and we're going to be able to do this and this. And usually at least 75% of my guys step up. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because they understand. Yeah.
0: So so you're in a you're in a really nice spot um because you 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 have um you have enough good hardworking people that it bounces out. They say if you take your amount of people and the square root of it, that's how many people are actually getting things done. Really? That that's that's what uh Jordan Peterson says. He says that that he's studied businesses and uh, if you take the square root of it, so if you have a hundred people, there's really only ten that are your your real money makers um, that are really helping you bring in um, cash flow. I think we're fortunate because our number is way higher than than the square root of it. But it it is amazing to me as you grow, it's harder to get more money makers.
1: Well, you know, we had a conversation this Monday morning. Actually, I said, "Look, guys, whether you believe it or not." Um, we're in a recession. Now, some people might say we aren't, but maybe we aren't. But the media is talking about it. Yeah. So what happens, Matt, When you whenever you talk about something? Then you start thinking about it.
0: And, and all of a sudden the media says a couple of banks close, and this mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. And in Nebraska, we just had the largest bank fraud in Nebraska history. So really? everybody's it, – it actually it, – I think it's going to collapse two small banks – So all this is going on and the media is talking about it. Well, you know what happens? You're right. Everybody tightens up the belt.
1: And they don't, they, they do it subconsciously. Right. So here's my other thing. If they're hearing it and they're thinking about it, then they're acting like it. Well, now the dollar is worth more to them. So they're being more particular. They're looking at things differently and we're noticing our customers are being much, much more pickier. If you want to use that word.
0: Yeah, no, it's true.
1: And so, Hey guys, (laughs) this sucks, but I know we go the extra mile, but for some people it's not good enough. You know, I like to compare it to, and I don't know, this might not go over very well with a lot of people, but, I like to compare it to people who are spending their tax return. There's a difference. I got Bob over here who prepared for a offense, he's ready to pay for it. And then I got Jill over here that got his tax return, and he's using it to get offense because he's never had five or six thousand dollars at one time in the checking account. So to him, that five or six, thousand is like 30,000. And he gets right. a fence for four thousand, so he spent seventy five percent of his tax return. But in his mind, he feels like he's spending thirty, but really it's only like four grand, right? And that's what we're dealing with right now. We're dealing with, hey, this dollar is worth more than a dollar right now. Maybe not in economics, but in my brain, it's worth a hell of a lot more than a dollar.
0: Yeah,
1: and. Yeah. So I'm telling my guys, we, we got to be on top of our game and make sure that everybody is doing what they're supposed to be doing. We're being courteous. We're not leaving trash. We're we're walking the jobs, making sure we haven't missed any nails. Because Lord knows that nail gun runs out, and you t- 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 and you realize it ran out, then you put more nails in it, and you look back and you skip six boards, and you t- 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 and you start nailing right, right. <clears throat> I got a phone call today from a guy since we did four weeks ago. He's like, man, I got like 10 boards. They're just curling at the top. He sent me a picture. Didn't nail the tops. You know, but guess what? Every board had an indention in it. It was hit with the gun. (laughs) Right. You know, so we have to make sure we don't have any of those problems. Any at all. Yeah,
0: it, it really is true. But you know, that's why we scaled back on our residential. You know, we we ran 5 6 crews for years and I just I just pulled back and I said, "Listen, guys, I I, I want to do 100% 100% satisfaction every day." And I I we, you know, it used to be the ABC's of business uh, always be closing, but we changed it to always be communicating. We got to where we were getting so busy we weren't communicating with our customers. We weren't letting them know what was going on. So we just, I just scaled back and said no more. And and the guys embraced it. And, and now we're so far today, 100%. We have a calendar every day. They write on there 100%. And we were 100% satisfaction in 2023 every day so far. But a little bit of that is, you know, cleaning the house, purging, getting rid of some things. We had a couple of crews that weren't performing at the highest level. So we got rid of them and uh, we pulled back. That's tough to do.
2: Nice. And now, and now we have breaking news coming to you straight from the My Fence Life Studios.
1: Hey guys, we got breaking news. It's late in the show, too, man. We're like an hour in and breaking news finally cuts loose. A Prairieville resident. So this is out of Louisiana. So they're going to use the word parish instead of county. So for you guys that don't know in Louisiana, we're under a Napoleonic law and we go by parishes, not county. But a Prairieville resident could face parish lawsuit over the fence position. So how many guys have dealt with this? A silver matter has escalated to a potential lawsuit involving an Ascension Parish government and Prairieville resident. It's all over a fence and the owner. This guy, Nick, he decided to build a fence, got a permit from the parish, and put the fence up. But soon after, the parish goes, hey, you were missing a signature on that permit. Fence is already up. Come to find out, he put the fence in a servitude, and the parish wants him to move it, even though he was issued a permit for it. I'll tell you what, we deal with drainage servitude All the time. Do you, Matt? No. Yeah, we deal with drainage servitudes and we deal with uh, utility servitudes Hmm. all the time. So anyway, now the parish wants the the fence moved and the guy can't understand why he's got to move it. And all the other fences that are in his neighborhood are in the same location that he put his. But they're, air quotes, grandfathered in. And the parish attorney said, hey, you got to take care of it. So anyway, the uh, local news company reached out to him, haven't gotten a response. And uh, the homeowner, Nick's like, hey, this doesn't make any sense, man. You know, and I've dealt with a lot of utility servitudes like that <clears throat> and and drainage. It's a big deal, at least for us, it is. So anyway, guys, breaking news is brought to you by D&D Technologies. Uh, the name, brand and Gate Hardware, unshakably, unbreakably, unmistakably, the safest gate hardware ever made. If it doesn't say D&D, then what, Matt? It ain't badass, right?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I love D&D.
1: Dude, I, I freaking love their stuff. Yeah. I love it. I love it.
0: We partnered with D&D and did a um, – we took Gate Mice. So they're big into the pool safety. Oh, yeah. So we gave the Pool Safety Alliance a free subscription of my salesman so people could um, draw their fences and get uh, get hooked up with local fence companies. Really? Yes, sir.
1: You hear that? That's me pouring another drink. <laughs> um, yeah, man, we are huge on pool. We probably turn down, if we have 10 pool jobs, we probably turned down three of them because the homeowner doesn't want to do pool code. Really? Yeah. And it's just, it's just a mission of ours. We're not going to do it. Now we've done some creative things with runners, but we're like, Hey, we can't, we can't uh, warranty this fence because the spacing on the runners aren't right, but they meet pool code. Sure enough, they call us back. Hey, the boards are walking. I already got my inspection. Can you add a board? Nope. Hmm. Not an board, you know? <laughs> right. So, uh, we're real big on pool code here at fence gang. What about y'all? Uh,
0: you know, we do a lot of pool, uh, pool fences here in Nebraska. And they're they're normally above ground pools. So, <clears throat> you know, six foot fence, but and it, it is the code in Nebraska to do a six foot fence. Um, you even have to have a six foot. If you have a six foot fence around your yard, and uh, you have a big enough yard, you have to have another fence around the six foot or the pool. So, um,
1: really, yeah, huh? Yeah, ours is. Um, you have to have the smooth side, the finished side of the fence facing outward, and you have to uh, you have to have um, forty five inches from the top of the bottom runner to the top of the middle runner if the smooth side, the pretty side is facing in.
0: Right. Yeah, no, pool safety is a big deal. Um, you know, and actually uh, it's the number one, I believe it's the number one death of infants. So we, we, yeah. we the, the one of the owners of uh, D&D gave, uh, came to a group that I belong to and gave us a speech on it once. And uh, we just felt moved enough that we were like, you know what, let's do our part so we gave them the my salesman so if you go to the i think it's the national pool safety alliance uh, or whatever their website is and dnd mm-hmm. is a big part of that with them um, and so we just gave them a my salesman link and then what we do is my salesman actually has the ability to grab leads and if you're a my salesman customer we'll feed them to customers that are my salesman customers Automatically, and and they'll they'll put if they're in your area they'll it'll automatically put them in your queue.
1: Man, I wish I could do that because I get a lot of people out of state use my my salesman. I don't know if it's because of the show, um, that I get a lot of it, but I get a lot of people out of state. You know. Yeah. 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 So. Well, look, man, you got anything else you want to interject before we cut this loose? We over yeah. an hour.
0: Uh, you know, I just, uh, I just want to say one, first of all, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on. And uh, you know, businesses, I really do love it. Um, as you can tell, I've got a lot of, a lot of irons in the fire. I got a lot of things going on, but I will tell you that I really couldn't do it without my people. Um, mm. I believe that my people are the best and, and I hire people, uh, that are of highest integrity and, uh, and character and quality. Uh, I want to surround myself with that. I, I would like to be known for, uh, having good character and integrity. Um, and, and I believe that's the secret part of the secret sauce is just find good people, put them on the bus, turn them loose. And then also don't micromanage them macro manage them in a way that uh, gives them the suc- the tools and success that they need. So I, I hope that everybody out there listening will, will, will know that we're sincere about helping them with the my salesman product and making them more efficient and i appreciate what you and and um canon and joe all the guys out here you guys have a, a good relationship amongst each other I, I appreciate you guys always supporting our products and 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 me uh, matt warner <laughs> i appreciate that mm-hmm.
1: damn yeah man well look it was great talking to you tonight and um i'm excited to come back on and talk about this uh this other deal you want to talk about about knowing when to hold them or when to fold them, right?
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I think, I think we should talk about that. And, and it's really not that tough. And I think there's a, a couple little tricks out there you can do. And I'd like to share them uh, with them. And a lot of people already know of them. And that's cool. But I got my, I got little, little things that we do.
1: Well, look, guys, I want to, uh, thank all you Finch lifers for sticking out there with us. And don't forget, expert stain and seal, they got 19 colors, man. 19. And I uh, can't wait to get my order in tomorrow. D&D Technologies, Badass Hinges, Finch Track. Remember, go to the website, myfenselife.com. Get your Finch Track sign. I love Fence it. Lifers. Yeah, man. We got people sending us pictures constantly with uh, those signs on their trucks and their offices everywhere. And uh, also, we got My Salesman. You can't beat that. Know before you go. We love our My Salesman. And thank you, Benji, for everything you're doing, man. Uh, the graphics everything you do on the website we really appreciate you so anyway guys uh we love you can't wait to see you next week and y'all keep on fencing
2: okay you've been listening to my fence life yes we like to have fun beer bourbon and business and although we have fun